in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. You've tuned in again. Have you no life? <laughs> They want to join us, of course. They do. Yeah. Come on over. We're waiting. <laughs> so this is episode eighty-one of the Two White Chicks in China. Yes. We just can't stop. We can't. We're just addicted、mm-hmm. to this podcasting malarkey. Unstoppable. Uh. <laughs> so uh, as always, I've got a news、um, article for you, and it. I had about three different ones before I chose this one because I found some really great ones. I found a couple that were quite romantic, <laughs>、uh, and a couple that were the normal ones that I usually give you, which are a little bit weird. This is also weird.、Um, so this is、uh, a grandma carries around fre- fresh fish in her expensive Louis Vuitton bag her grandson bought for her. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the ones, I thought this was this was pretty good.、Um, Yeah, so this is a this is a story that's come out of Taiwan, and a guy、uh, found that his grandmother was using a very expensive Louis Vuitton handbag、uh, that he bought for back fresh fish from the market. <laughs> uh, so this has gone out on、uh, Taiwanese social media. So we actually talked about social media in episode eighty, but we、uh, I didn't know about this social media network called Dcard,、hmm. um, but apparently. Uh, he received thirty thousand likes, and actually, even the BBC picked up on this this news post.、Uh, they simply c- could not believe it. Oh, ha ha! <laughs>、uh, yeah, in the post, the the caring grandson writes that he had bought his grandma、uh, an LV Neverfull handbag after noticing how her old. But not designer handbag was falling apart. Soon after, his grandmother greeted him excitedly, carrying her new handbag, telling her. Uh, how happy!、Uh, telling him how happy she was with it because it was waterproof, even though it was a bit heavy. <laughs> so yeah,、uh, the grandson saw that the bag was full of groceries, including a bunch of fresh fish. the The man wrote that he was left completely speechless, but after seeing how happy his grandma was with her new premium fish carrier, he decided not to say anything.、Uh, apparently, this Louis this Louis Vuitton handbag retails for over a thousand dollars. A What a nice grandson! No, that was nice. So sweet. B. This is so like typical. This is like only in China moment. Definitely.、Um, <laughs> I often think about the that generation. So his grandmother's generation. I don't know exactly how old she is, but let's say she's above the age of sixty. Yeah. And I am often imagine, wow, what have they seen over the course of their lifetime? The China of today versus. When they were growing up,、mm. I mean, it's almost like a different planet. Absolutely, I feel like in the last couple of years,、um, especially in Shenzhen, the like life has. So, I think I've mentioned this in the previous episode, but it's worth saying again that when I used to come back from China, when meaning when I would go back to the U.S. Now I don't know which one's home because it's been eight years pretty <laughs> much. So,、yeah. but anyway, when I used to go back to the U.S. I would feel that I had kind of missed out on、um, advances in technology and like new, you know, like new social media, new, you know, kind of was a little bit behind. 
now in the last couple of years it's completely the opposite and when I go back home I feel like I'm stepping back in time so when I'm in the U.S. I'm like oh my gosh you guys still use credit cards what <laughs> cash <laughs> what is this yeah no kidding not to mention all of the uh innovative like the mobikes I love mobikes where you can just like rent a bike and then drop it off anywhere did you read um that actually uh, over, because there was a holiday here in in China over the weekend and the 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 city Shenzhen was so full of these bikes that the city actually wanted to ban them oh no yeah yeah i didn't actually read the article i just saw the headline but i don't know what will happen i saw the video so it was qingming festival and i saw the video uh about the cuz there's a bike path that runs along the sea like mm. in the middle of shenzhen and yeah. i saw a video of people just like standing on bikes i mean the pathway was so blocked it was like Crazy. a traffic jam but i mean insane how many bikes and stretching for kilometers and kilometers mm. so i i can imagine but i don't know i imagine that in general is probably good for keeping people off of the like i take less taxis for sure having the option to take a bike yeah i think it's better for the environment yeah oh for Certainly, sure yeah for sure and it's you know keeping people healthy i feel like i i mean i see so many people on those things it's great you know just like tootling along you know, not even, I mean, you use it to get from A to B. I feel like a lot of people are just doing it just for fun. Oh, actually. I do it sometimes for fun. fun. I just, like, yeah. strap the baby in the kangaroo pouch <laughs> and just we sure. around the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I mean, I use one today to get from the metro stop to work because it's kind of mm -hmm. a long. It's really great for those longish walks where you're like, ah, mm. I don't want to walk for this 15 minutes, so I just hop on a bike. And it's, I really enjoy the ride, too. It's a really comfortable ride. But um, anyway, going back to the point, it's that the this grandmother, I mean, she probably has no clue as to the like volume. what an LV is. No, no. I mean, and not it's not just the fact that she uh, might be unaware of these designer handbike costs, but you see so many fakes around too. Yeah. So maybe she thought that I mean, not just fake LV, but they have their own like brands that are meant to look like designer brand like yeah. they do logo they just tweak the logo just yes, a little bit definitely. so she probably has no idea that it's mm -hmm. the real mccoy but uh <laughs> and really though i mean i feel like if a lot of people wouldn't really i mean she appreciates it because it's a bag and she can put her groceries in it but she's not there's no appreciation for the fact that it's a very expensive uh handbag mm -hmm. like but i feel like a lot of people would also be the same, be like, oh, wow, it's a handbag, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like what my dad, I can imagine if I gave my dad a gift like that, like paid a lot of money for a pair of shoes or something for him, yeah. he'd be like, oh, yeah, it's sturdy quality, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> he'd be, you know, kicking it against the wall, saying, yep, I'm pretty good, test like, yeah, yeah, test it out. <laughs> uh, but I don't think he would appreciate yeah. the actual, like, craftsmanship sure. that goes into designer shoes or designer handbags. Um... So yeah, that's a sweet, that's a sweet story. I like yeah, that. I like that she was happy that it was waterproof because I, I imagine her old fish guts and stuff all stained. <laughs> um, yeah, this, there's this one little last comment that was at the bottom of the post, and it says, um, "So obviously this was on social media, so there were people commenting, and someone had said, 
uh, that they wondered if LV might use the old lady to promote their bags to a whole new demographic. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine all these grandsons across China buying Louis Vuitton handbags just for their grandmas? Aww. It'll be a trend. Yeah. Yeah. It's sweet, though. It is. Yeah, it's nice. Gold star for the grandson. Definitely. Several, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to jump straight into our question. Uh, and our question comes from Joanna. Uh, and she says, uh, Loving keeping up with your shows, you really are doing great stuff showing other girls what it's like to live in China. I arrived single and spent most of my first year enjoying being single before I met my now husband. I might not have considered staying if I hadn't partnered up. Uh, it would be good to hear your ideas about living in China as a single female. I know neither of you are single now, but as you've already pointed out, it's quite a different experience for guys and girls in China. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about your experiences as an expectant mom and later new parents in China. Mm -hmm. So Joanna left this message a little while ago, so yeah. things have changed a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. No longer expecting. Arrived. <laughs> it has arrived. Um... <clears throat> So, I thought maybe we could first mention about the Shengnu mm. thing in China. So, Shengnu is a term that they use in China for leftover women. Yeah. It means women above the age of, I think, 27, 20, 28, 28, I think. 28, yeah, 28, 28, 27, 28, um, who are still single, who are leftover. Yeah. You're on the shelf. Yep, exactly. Expired. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's almost like we find it, I mean, we're laughing about it, but I feel like it's quite a derogatory comment. Oh, it is. Make, like, it definitely is. Yeah, but it I feel like there are more and more of those women who are, a lot of them, I think it's derogatory because those women are focusing, not all obviously, but a lot of those women are focusing on a career instead of a family, which in China is like unheard of, I think. Mm -hmm. It's not the thing to do. Well, I definitely see an emergence of this, like, uh, women, powerful women movement where women are like, uh, my my whole purpose in life is not to breed. Right. Um, <clears throat> but it's not something that so easily changes because this is, when you think about Chinese families, they are, um, let's see, they have a very long-term view. Mm-hmm. So we think about our life, when we think about our children, they are ours, and our parents are ours. But when Chinese think about it, it's more like the family lineage. Yeah. So it's it includes everything, like all the past. They're very aware of all of the past and also aware of their contribution to the future. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like, oh, the women... Like, suddenly the women are going to be empowered and forget all of this. This is deeply ingrained in Chinese culture. And so I don't really see that. Even though you see these women popping up here and there who are yeah. like, yeah, I'm a technically, you know, they use it sarcastically. Like, I'm a leftover. Mm -hmm. So what, you know. But I think the majority of the women are still going to succumb to the pressures uh, from their family and get married and have kids mm -hmm. quickly. Yeah. And then maybe totally. work, like, then maybe focus on themselves after they've got, gotten their family job done. Yeah. Yeah. I guess out in the West, our priorities are a bit different. Even if you, f even if you want a family in the future, mm -hmm. I feel like maybe we are a bit more selfish about our choices in life. Maybe. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's 
do like we're an individualistic society. We're sure. independent, and they are a clan. They have more of a clan mentality. So their major decisions are not made by mm. any one person. Their collective uh, brain basically makes the decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why is this relevant here? Is that if you are above a certain age, then you will most likely be excluded from a certain number of Chinese men's dating pools, I think. Yeah. So that means if you are above the age of 28, it's more difficult to date in China. Yeah. And I think um, this is across the board. They say that if you haven't met, if you're not dating by that age, you're less likely, you know, if you haven't met that person that you're going to be with, you're less likely to ever do it because you need a couple of years to date and then you get married and then of course you're going to have children. But if you do that after 28, you're less likely to have kids because of that like threshold, I suppose. That like mm. I've read, I read that somewhere, I think, hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it has more of an impact here than in other countries. Like in your home country, I don't think people would be that you know if you're 29 or 30 you just date somebody who's age appropriate it doesn't really i don't think that people would be like oh you're past Mm -hmm. your prime not worth dating anymore because obviously you still have plenty of childbearing years left if the man is interested in a family yeah so didn't we talk i remember we we sort of discussed this in another episode and I, i can't remember what 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 it was that we talked about specifically but i'm sure that the age the in the in the west the age, the average age of a woman to get married is like 27 but here it's like 22 is or something it that like high that. though i i don't know i just i'm sure i remember that figure as it but we our maybe age in is much... europe because i think in the u.s it's much younger than is that it? yeah i'm pretty sure because of all of the bible like the bible felt i feel like mm. a lot of people get married earlier yeah yeah, yeah. Could i be think either, then. i mean that, that's just a guess but um i assume i do think i think maybe the um spectrum like okay there's mean versus a median right mm. So probably the mean age is some, I I would imagine it's something similar in China because they also have a limitation for how early you can get married. And I think men need to be 23 before they can get married, 22. So they have a much higher age um, for when they're able to get married. Whereas in the West, it's like if you get consent, I mean, I don't think this happens very often, but you can get married at 16 16. if you have consent and 18 if you don't. So there are quite a few people, I think, that get married uh, before the age of 20. And so maybe that kind of throws it off a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So I think the median would probably be higher Mm -hmm. in the U.S. So what other things do you think influence the dating scene in China. In China? For a foreign, for foreigners or for Chinese Oh, yeah. Women? I think we're talking about foreign foreigners, women. Yeah. We try to... I, I keep getting distracted. <laughs> this is an interesting topic, just it's dating it's in it's China. But, yeah, let's go back to the point. Um, well, we have discussed before about um, whether Chinese men are dating material. Oh, yeah. We did a whole episode. episode that was one of our early episodes, back. like episodes eight or something like Caught that. Caught a lot of guff for that one, too. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. I don't if think we, haven't went, heard it. we were mean. Yeah. We were just honest. honest. 
But if you haven't heard that one, that's probably worth listening to. Um, our general consensus is that Western women and Chinese men, for the most part, don't seem to fit together well. Mm-hmm. There, are, we've definitely seen exceptions. Jo- Joanna, Joanna's husband is Chinese. If okay, I remember rightly, yeah. Yeah, so I wonder though if her husband is ethnically Chinese or if he was born and raised in China. I'm not sure. I can't remember because it makes quite a big difference. Yeah. When right. I when I'm mentioning Chinese men, I mean those born. I mean those are who have not spent significant time outside of China. I think it's very difficult. The Dating style is different. You have family issues. Anyway, we we go into uh, detail on that in the other episode. But it doesn't seem to be a great match between Western. Whereas the other other way works pretty well. Like a Western man and a Chinese woman Mm -hmm. for various reasons. Because Western man tends to have more economic power. Um, They aren't as concerned with how old the man is. Um, the family tends to accept the Western man more, and so on and so forth. So, so that's one potential pitfall you fall into when trying to date in yeah, China. In China, yeah. I I wonder. I guess uh, when I had, well when I read Joanna's question, I guess I was thinking from my own experiences, like what happened to me when I was first here. Oh, do you have some dating experiences? Uh, no, I mean, just like just in, like how I felt about being single here mm-hmm. and then as time goes by how I've ve- I've seen other foreign women and what I've seen happen to them and it does I feel like Joanna really did hit the nail on the head with this idea about she's not sure if she would have stayed if she hadn't partnered up and from my experience of many foreign women in China if they don't it sounds a bit sad actually I feel I don't want to like I don't want to like tar everyone with the same brush but I feel like most foreign women do end up leaving after a, a year or so um, and it, I think a lot of it does have to do with the dating scene or lack thereof mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of those women are certainly never dating Chinese men <laughs> true I've gone on a couple dates with Chinese men and they've been very unsuccessful yep. extreme I mean awkwardly <laughs> yeah. really and I think I mentioned those in that episode too yes um, so I went on a, a few and that was it for me. Uh, wasn't really, even just getting like hit on by Chinese men, they just have a totally different concept for how to approach women. Um, does that sound diplomatic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. But, uh, yeah. So if you cut out basically most of the population, like most of the eligible men that you see, then, you know, you're not left with a whole lot. But that being said, Holly and I both met yeah. our husbands in China, so yeah. of course there are. The the interest, like, the, the thing that I like about dating in China, foreign men, that is, is that, well, or meeting any foreigners in China, is that you kind of share this common ground, like you're both the type of people who would up and go to China. So right, you, exactly. you already share some kind of a sense of, I don't know, adventure. adventure yeah, yeah. yeah, or ambition in a certain sense. So you you come you come to meet each other on co- more common ground than you would if you just met some random stranger in your home country, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So that kind of helps. I think so. And uh, the other problem is a lot of the foreign men have what they call the yellow fever. (laughs) 
I, I wasn't sure how to <laughs> go about starting that conversation, so I'm so glad you've you've gone you've jumped right in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the uh, the yellow fever doesn't always last uh, long because of cultural differences. I think it depends on what the guys are looking for. If they're just looking for a good time, then it's like kid in candy shop. Yeah. But if they're looking for something more serious, I think a lot of um. After, maybe after a couple of years, once they get it out of their system, yeah. they tend to start looking for something, someone who they can connect, you know, somebody who gets their jokes. I think a lot of that, you know, like men, they have their pride, they like to be funny, mm-hmm. and they like to be respected in different ways, and I think if if uh, their girlfriend just never gets their jokes, and like, you know, they don't have that moment of like, oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a man, uh, I think then they miss... <laughs> They miss that. It's kind of a, a blow to the ego. Mm-hmm. So, so I've seen quite a few men who, after being in China for a couple of years, are actually very eager to date foreign women. Yeah, or Chinese women who have more, um, who've maybe been outside of China or have had some sort of Western education. Right. Most of the men, for not, yeah, quite a few Western men I know here have Chinese girlfriends who speak. Flu, you know, they speak English fluently. They're they're more like they're more Westernized in a way. They they have more understanding about Western culture, so I think that's how they've sort of bridged that gap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, because you want to be able to communicate, and if you want to learn Chinese fluently enough to speak to a Chinese person, you need to be here for quite a while. I think. Yeah. I mean. To be able to connect with somebody on a deeper level. You can say that love doesn't have a language and blah, 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 blah. But uh, I'm a little more pragmatic than that. So in my opinion, I think it's difficult to cultivate a strong and like potentially fruitful relationship without a common language. Yeah. I One of the articles I looked at um, before I chose my Louis Vuitton article was actually about an article um it was an article about a russian a young russian girl who's just recently married a chinese guy Mm. and it was very like heartwarming because basically he has nothing and we've talked in the past about how there are lots of like requirements often for a a chinese man has to sort of like meet these requirements he has to have a home a car uh, a good job and this guy basically has nothing they have between the two of them, they don't have any savings, they don't have a home. In mm. fact, they've both quit their jobs. Uh, this article is very interesting. I'll probably link to it in our in our show notes because it seems so extreme. Uh, he was a coal, like a coal miner. She's, I mean, she's she's been educated. She was she was studying Chinese for five years, and she's, mm. she's I think she was about twenty two. Um, so yeah, they, they've obviously managed to like bridge that. Yeah, but she can. She speaks Chinese fluently, and she's obviously experienced the Chinese, like Chinese culture. Mm-hmm. So, and also yeah, time will tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look. Nora's looking at me with this like totally cynical look on her face. Like, yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> I'm so jaded. <laughs> no, it's just I see. You know, I see. I've been here long enough to see this cycle over and over again man finds Chinese woman and says, this one is different. Yeah. She's different from all the other ones. And then a couple years later, he realizes the same things that he's seen happen to other people. So yeah. again, of course, I'm not saying everybody's the same. And of course there are exceptions, but there's a reason that those are the exceptions is because the majority of them, at least from my experience and from hearing from others is 
is it's it is difficult to establish that kind of a connection. Yeah. Um, Nara Alia, you you mentioned you actually used the phrase like kid in a candy shop, like yeah. about how lots of men sort of have this just like crazy few years, just mm-hmm. like where they just. You know, there's lots of drinking and dating. Let's, mm-hmm. I'm going to use the word dating just to be polite. Um, <laughs> but actually, from a lot, I found a lot of single Western women also sort of have this like period of like having like this mega blowout. Mm. Like they'll be here and they'll just, you know, it's like party central. But there, that time doesn't. It's not. It doesn't last for anywhere near as long as it does for a man. I think. Mm-hmm. I think they soon realise. Wait a second. Like, let's just. Let's just chill out and, you know, get back to reality. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you are into Chinese men, okay, first of all, there's a great imbalance between men and women in China, so much so that there's a lot of um, women being brought over from other countries, legally and illegally, uh, to, to fulfill that need, because there are literally millions, yeah. millions oh, of oh, men. Oh, oh, men, men, uh, men are building robots and marrying them. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Separate wives. Oh, man. Um, so if you're into that, then yeah, you will have no shortage of options. Um, that's for sure. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about lack of, of quantity. It's just what you're, what exactly you're looking for. I think I also had that mentality when coming to China too, not like, oh, I was partying all the time, but it is when you move to a foreign country in a way, it, because in my experience, whenever I've traveled before, it's been for short term time and it's kind of like a vacation. And so when I arrived in China, I was also feeling like it was somewhat like a vacation, yes. even though I had a job. I didn't have the same kind of peer pressure. Like, I didn't really, uh, I don't, there's something about being somewhere so foreign that just makes you not care as much about, like, what you wear and how you behave and, you know, you can kind of be free in a certain way. I absolutely agree with you. I think men all women, I think you you get like this sense of freedom when you arrive here. And maybe you could sit, maybe other people who have travelled and or lived in other countries might have felt the same. But since China is the only other country I've lived in, um, mm. I mean, I just feel like yeah, free, complete, yeah, freedom that I'd never experienced before. Even though I'd obviously lived away from my parents and um, you know hadn't lived at home for a few years, I still felt like this. It's like, yeah, because as want. a foreigner, you're going to get stared at and, like, you're going to be the oddball no matter what you do, no matter if you speak Chinese fluently and mm-hmm. study Chinese history and really try to assimilate, you're still always going to be the oddball. And so just knowing that you, since people are always going to be gawking at you anyway, you might as well just do whatever the heck you want. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That is part of it. So yeah, if you're just looking for some fun, then there's no shortage of uh, options here. That's for sure, mm-hmm. for women or for men. Yeah. Do you know many like single foreign women who've you know lasted quite a while here? Yeah. Yeah. I do know some. Um, I know, I know. Oh, a couple. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you that it's more likely that after a few years they go back because, for one, I mean, women do, do have a shorter window just, you know, 
biologically, if they want to have kids, they yeah. need to sort it out. That that's a really... sort out. Yeah, <laughs> is that we call I mean... it these days? We need to sort that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's kind of an odd way to put it, but you know, it is. The clock ticks and and whatnot. So once you start getting into your late twenties, you start yeah. analyzing. Hmm. You know, if 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 it's not likely that I'm gonna find my future mate here, then I better yeah go back and skedaddle, skedaddle. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we are still mammals under the yeah prison of our own bodies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um I was uh, uh over this last holiday. I was at the beach with lots of people that I'd never met before and. There was a good mix of people who've been here for quite a few years and some real newbies, and they were partying hard. <laughs> oh, I remember those days. <laughs> I mean, lads and lasses, like, mm-hmm. just, yeah, mm-hmm. made me feel old. Yeah. And so bright, like, I've seen, it's it's very easy to pick out a newbie in China if you're an old beat. Because oh. uh, <laughs> uh, they just have these, like, Oh, yeah. Bright eyes, and everything is great, and the rose-tinted glasses are so still on. So much enthusiasm. Yeah, it's kind of fun being around those people just because it reminds me of, like, oh, yeah, it is cool here, because some things you just start taking for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a big difference between those who have been here for a while and those who have not. Definitely. In terms of outlook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for better or worse. Yeah, um... Uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I'd, I, if I hadn't have met Barrett, I'm not sure how long I might have stayed. Yeah, I'm not sure either. It's hard to, it's hard to say, because I, I mean, I did really, you know, I was working here before I met Zlato, and so I really liked what I was doing, so maybe I would have stayed. But yeah, once I started getting, maybe once, maybe it would have been more, tr- like, dramatic once I hit 30 and was yeah. like, oh no. <laughs> but, uh, cause there, I, I did go on some dates also with, uh, foreign men before meeting him and I wasn't too impressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can you say? What's nice, though, about Shenzhen is you can just hop over to Hong Kong, though, and then the selection of men completely changes. Yeah. It's like stepping into another country. So if you're living in Shenzhen and you're feeling like you don't have, you aren't seeing a whole lot of eligible, like, men you're interested mm. in, just cross over the border and trust me, you will. Yeah, those, this is going to sound awful, but the, like, I mean, I'm just talking just specifically, like, western men but they're like they're like a whole different breed over there they're like well dressed they're like proper people yeah <laughs> and all right i'm gonna any Ooh. sorry any men and women out there who are living in the mainland and specifically in china because obviously that's where my experience is you but, know what we're talking and, about you haven't gotten out of your tracks right, in a few weeks right <laughs> and i'm talking about myself like i've yeah. got these jeans on that really should be in the bin <laughs> Honestly, like, I, I don't think I've brushed my hair this morning. I brushed my teeth, though. That's all, one, one thing I'll tell you I did. Um, <laughs> but we're all just, like, some of us, not all, are a bit just a bit scruffy sometimes. Mm-hmm. You you go to Hong Kong, and 
the men and the women look good. good. Yeah. Good. Yep. Everybody's manicured. Yeah. The suits are always well tailored. Suit, wearing a suit in yeah, general. Yeah, wearing a suit and just looking presentable. Right. Nice haircuts. Yes. Clean fingernails. You know, it's just, it's a Western country, so you have that feel like here the priorities are quite a bit different for a lot of people because, I mean, if you're coming from the countryside, which a lot of people in Shenzhen yeah. are from the countryside, the what's important is not necessarily like, oh, did you clean under your fingernails? Right. So it's they have a lot of bigger issues. These are first world, let they say, like that catchphrase that's been going around for a few years yes. now, these first world problems. So if you want a polished man, you're more likely <laughs> to find one in Hong Kong. <laughs> for sure. I know everything we're saying is like really, I don't know, what, what's the word? Uh, shallow, I guess, but it's, I mean, these things it's are... shallow and stereotypical, and I'm sure there'll be some trolls out there, but of I don't course, know how else course. to talk about it without making generalizations. Yeah. I think there are a lot more um, Western couples in Hong Kong, too. Yeah. That's definitely more common, I think. Mm-hmm. And also, I think more... Western women with Hong Kongese men. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's an option. But, of course, if you're in the mainland somewhere else, you don't have the option to escape for the night to date. <laughs> so, I feel like this this podcast has gone downhill rapidly. I know. Like, oh, we're digging ourselves into a deeper and deeper hole. <laughs> yes. Mm. I don't know. It's hard to say, though, because going back to the whole thing, like, when you do meet, because the friends that I have here, I mean, I really love our group of friends. It's like a small, tight group of friends, mm. but I really love our friends. And I think it's because we all share that whole, like, adventurous spirit to be the kind of people who just come to China. Mm. And so don't, don't uh, be too discouraged, women out there. It's like anywhere, you know, I hear these women uh, saying like, oh, you know, all the good ones are gay or like married. <laughs> married yeah. I never had that feeling. Um, I, I don't know if it's maybe just because I'm not as picky or, you know, like not as judgmental, <laughs> you know, like some people, some women yeah. just like say no before they even know mm, a person yeah. or, you know, they have a very specific idea for what they want and so if you have this very rigid uh vision for your future mate then maybe you won't find somebody who matches it here yeah yeah but also like if you come to china and you're like desperate for a man i mean i've <laughs> <laughs> uh and i have met those women who are just like just as we've slagged off men and we have mm. about them just here for one thing I've met plenty of women who are doing exactly the same thing, mm -hmm. who just want a little bit of action, and that's that's fine. There's no no judging. Well, but what's <coughs> nice about here, though, sorry to interrupt mm -hmm. you, is that you can get the action and you can get the bank book with it at the same time. Because you have a lot of men who are True. interested in, you know, for their status to marry or date foreign women who are Absolutely. rolling. So you have that additional thing. I mean, if you're just looking for a good time and yeah. uh, sugar daddy, plenty of options uh, here. <laughs> if they've got it, if they've got it, they'll they're very generous. I met lots of like not. I don't think any Chinese like any men who would wanted to like buy me particularly, but just even just to go out as like friends or just because you knew them, uh, they were always very generous mm -hmm. with like you know buying drinks and 
you know, getting dinner and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. So, there you go. <laughs> so, how do we sum this up, then? <laughs> um, being single in China for a woman is... Was, is alright. You can deal with it. Um, but the likelihood of you staying for a long time, or as long as your male counterparts, is unlikely, I think. Agreed. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty concise and accurate. Indeed. So let me give you the Chinese word of the day, um, which I'll just use the sheng nu, okay. that one, because cool. I think it's a cultural specific uh, vocabulary that's very common in China. So that's sheng, sheng nu. So it's S-H-E-N-G fourth tone nu, which is like one of those weird ones to pronounce, but it's N with a U and an umlau over the top, mm-hmm. and the third tone, you, which means girl. So it's like leftover. It literally means leftover woman. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Great. Well, I will add those, uh, add links to our dictionary for those characters on writtenchinese.com slash episode uh, 81. So if you want to see any notes or any links to the things we've mentioned, I'll put everything there. Nice. Yeah. Uh, if you want to leave us a message, so, um, Joanna, I think she left her question on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash two white chicks. We've got a nice little community there. Mm-hmm. Um, feel That's free T-W-O, to join us. By yes, the way. it is not the number. Um, but yeah, if you want to leave us a voicemail message, you can go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to hear your voice. And we'd like some ideas also, not just necessarily questions about life in China, but like, we're thinking about getting into some videos, so what would you want to see? Like, yes. what what would be interesting for you guys to see us do in China? Like, do you want to see us go to a restaurant and order food and how we do it in Chinese, or do you want to like... Go have us go to a club. Give us a reason to get out and about, yeah, guys. <laughs> I'm afraid we're opening this up to some really dodgy territory. I'm opening I'm it up. <laughs> oh, well, great. Okay. <laughs> okay, so again, if you want to listen, uh, if you want to join us, you can go to writtenchinese.com slash episode 81, and all of our stuff is there for you. Awesome. All right. Hey, I'm 15% now towards my study goal of learning... HSK for 15 15 15 we're getting we've got an exam soon I know you're right <laughs> we're taking an HSK coming up in April that's a Chinese proficiency exam and uh, this is a plug a blatant plug for the app Warning. because <laughs> advertisement no cuz the um the app has all of the vocabulary preloaded in for free like there's so much free stuff in the app you guys like if you haven't downloaded it and you're learning chinese what are you doing delete pleco please <laughs> anyway um, we have a study system in there that you can like set a goal and then it'll feed you the words you need to study every day and it's been helping me get me too yeah get on it and it tells you <laughs> if you haven't studied it's like what are you doing <laughs> open the app and study lazy person in a much more polite way exactly all right guys so get it if you want at writtenchinese.com i'm sure you can find it on there it's on the it's on the home page it's on the there's no page. excuses we also have a, another facebook page which is uh got a bunch of chinese study materials if you weren't aware of it so holly runs that too and that's uh facebook.com slash written chinese and that's got a community of like 
I don't know, 280,000 people because yeah, we're awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we have like daily characters and phrases and some cool like picture flashcards and stuff. So yeah, I mean, again, if you have any anything that you want, you know, like you're struggling with your, chi- your Chinese learning, you can also get us there, mm-hmm. send us a message. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Let us know what you guys think uh, by writing us a review. We'd really be happy to hear your reviews. End of plug. Yes. <laughs> and we hope you tune in next week. <laughs> Enjoy. Bye. Bye. Bye.